You're listening to B2B Nation, a podcast from Technology Advice designed to help marketers navigate the modern B2B buyer's journey. Here's your host, Mike Pastor. Artificial intelligence and machine learning are complex topics that can't easily be summarized in a soundbite. And they aren't even tools to begin with. They are foundational technologies that can make some pretty interesting things possible. But how do you get that point across in your marketing without getting caught up in the nuts and bolts? And how do you communicate the value prop of tools built on AI across the many industries and sectors where they can deliver value? One thing that uh, I, I think comes up uh, almost in every industry is that it's not sufficient just to present technology. You've got to present technology in a way that resonates with the way that industry thinks, acts, and operates. Think about subject matter expertise. So if you're talking to a particular industry, say manufacturing, uh, it's it's not simply to say, oh, we can predict the the failure of an asset. They they want you to understand the nuance between discrete manufacturing and process. And even in process, food and beverage thinks different than chemicals. And so I think the first thing you learn as a marketer is you got to walk the walk. That's Stephen Gold, and he's the CMO of Spark Cognition, a company that makes tools built on AI to help businesses better predict outcomes and improve processes for everything from manufacturing and transportation to cybersecurity. On this episode of the B2B Nation podcast, Stephen and I are going to talk about the challenges and opportunities that face marketers when everyone seems to be talking about AI today, whether AI even matters to business users looking for better outcomes, and what gets Stephen excited as we head into 2023. Welcome to B2B Nation. Stephen Gold, welcome to B2B Nation. Why don't you take a minute or two and tell us who you are and what you do? Michael, thrilled to join you today. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer for Spark Cognition, uh, which is a organization dedicated to developing AI solutions for industry. So think about technology that allows customers to predict future outcomes, optimize processes, and prevent cyber attacks. So it's really all about making better decisions. All right. So you are not Unfortunately for you, the only people talking about artificial intelligence and machine learning out there today. Very hot topic in tech, in business. It's in a lot of marketing. It's in a lot of thought leadership that's out there. It's also really complex stuff and hard to explain. So how do you make your message stand out when so many people are talking about AI? And how do you make it easily understandable when we're talking about some of those complex stuff people have built? Yeah, it's, it's a great question, and it is, it is a challenge. I think you have to begin with having a sensitivity to the audience you're talking to. Uh, when engaging a, a C-suite about AI, it's a very different conversation than talking to a, a functional leader, a, a plant manager, or a marketer, versus talking IT, versus talking to a data scientist. I see, So I think once you can kind of zero in on who the audience is, You can kind of hone the message, but the common theme uh, I will tell you with with AI is is really around educational understanding, largely because, you know, AI is not new. It dates back 62 years. Originally, the term was coined in 1956, and we've seen the technology ebb and flow. And so everybody's point of view on what exactly AI is, is is a bit different. And, you know, first for some, it, you know, they have this dystopian theory that it's uh, it's about, you know, robots and androids and sentient beings. And 
The reality of it is that I think today we've become much more comfortable. We see this in the business consumer world. We see this with chatbots and recommendation engines and virtual assistants. But probably the biggest change we see coming is an industry, is in business to business, is how organizations will effectively operate and make better decisions. And I think you, you need to be thoughtful in terms of how you describe it. You need to be thoughtful that they may have a very different view of the technology. And then sometimes you just need to fundamentally change the narrative, get get away from the term. Um, you know, for, for almost a decade, I talked about cognitive computing and not about AI. And it was largely to move people away from this preconceived idea and get them to say, oh, that's interesting. What is that? And, and then you ground it in some of the fundamentals of how the technology works. And I'll, I'll leave it in that, you know, what's really different about AI is that these systems like us learn. They get, you know, better and better uh, with use and iterations. And so they, they actually uh, parrot more of what we as humans come to expect than historically what machines have been able to do. How important is the fact that some of these solutions include AI? I mean, obviously for your company, that's what you're built on. It's what you do. But if I'm a business person, like, am I more interested in the outcome? Tell me what you're going to do for my business and not the how did you get there part, which is the AI. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, there's there's very few organizations or individuals that we engage that, you know, are in the market to buy technology. They're in the market to solve a problem. And, and what's interesting about that journey, if, if you look at it, you know, we all thought 20 years ago that if we only had the data, we could solve the problem. And so we went about collecting the data, uh, normalizing it, standardizing it, cleansing it. And then we realized that what we thought was the answer actually became part of the problem. Uh, there is so much data that, that we began to collect that, that it we became, you know, um, unwielding. And so then what do we do? We went from saying, okay, we've organized this in a data mart, a data warehouse or a data cube. Now we organize it in a data lake and we put in front of it reporting engines, uh, core analytic tools to help us understand the data. But the, the challenge to that, if you're really trying to drive outcomes is all of that is like looking in the rear view mirror. It's already happened. I can't change it. Uh, the interesting thing about artificial intelligence, it actually lets you to look you look forward. So using that data, I can predict uh, what's likely to happen and when it's likely to occur. And so the combination of that uh, allows businesses to solve really critical problems that they historically just haven't been able to tackle. So on top of that, Spark Cognition has built a wide breadth of offerings from the logistics industry to cybersecurity, business process optimization, all these areas where that looking ahead can help make things go faster, be done more efficiently. But does that present a marketing challenge? Because on the one hand, it's one story, right? It's AI helping you look ahead and be predictive. But at the same time, it's a lot of stories and it's a lot of different audiences. So how do you handle that? Yeah, I, I actually think about it more as a, a marketing opportunity in that the things that we discover and learn in an industry, uh, be it oil and gas or renewable or financial service or government, we, we actually propagate and take across that learning to other industries. So the first thing is, you know, we're able to capitalize on the diversity of industries that we serve. But the second is it gives us an ability to actually work with the customer on a more holistic solution. So it's an end-to-end. -end. I think so many 
technologies out there today are, are pointed technologies. And as long as your nail fits the hammer, it's perfect. But when you sit with a customer, um, very seldom, right, does does a single point solution solve the, the enormity, let alone the integrity of the problem. And so, you know, we really built this out to be an end-to-end, you know, process. And, you know, clearly it's a journey. It's not a destination. We're not done. We have, we, we have work to, to do. But I think it actually makes us unique. And as a marketer, that differentiation really, uh, you know, allows us to, to create a much different message that, that honestly has resonated really well. It's one of the reasons last year we became a unicorn is the, uh, the, the messaging works, the, the product works, and the things that we're able to do and the problems that we solve are meaningful to their customer. Have you noticed, we talk about all those industries, that different types of marketing, different ways of conveying your message appeal to some industries more than others? Are there any sort of patterns that you've seen there? Yeah, the, the one thing that uh, I, I think comes up uh, almost in every industry is that it's not sufficient just to present technology. You've got to present technology in a way that resonates with the way that industry thinks, acts, and operates. Think about subject matter expertise. So if you're talking to a particular industry, say manufacturing, uh, it's, it's not simply to say, oh, we can predict the the failure of an asset. They they want you to understand the nuance between discrete manufacturing and process. And even in process, food and beverage thinks different than chemicals. And so I think the first thing you learn as a marketer is you got to walk the walk. You, you've got to understand uh, the subtleties and nuance in how you communicate the value of the product. So I think that you know, that's number one. Two, um, I think when you communicate varies. Uh, the sales cycles in these industries are very different. Uh, our sales cycles literally go from weeks to years. And as a consequence, it's not like, oh, I know how to speak to the market and and you know I, I hit the on switch and go. It's, you've got you've to sequence this and pace this in such a way that, that the message hits at the right time. And, and so, in addition to having that subject matter expertise, it, it, it's a timing thing. And then I think the third thing that's very different is value. So clearly, if, if uh, an organization is going to invest in a solution, they expect to get a return on investment. And how they, they look at that return on investment will be very different by industry. So if I look at mission critical type applications, think about producing uh, oil in an offshore platform in the middle of the Gulf. What they really are focused on is uptime. These are, these are environments where they're literally pumping, you know, you know, tens of millions of barrels of oil every single year, right? You know, if they go down, they, they lose that production. They lose that, that time to market. And so, you know, their value prop is very different. Then we talk to financial services and we think about the work that we do in understanding trades. Uh, it's time, right? We need to execute insights in, in under literally two milliseconds, right? So everybody's got a very different value. So if you try to, to you know, commoditize the, the way you present the product, you, you run the risk, be, you know, because of the diversity of interest and areas, that your, your value prop's not gonna resonate. So knowing the customer, knowing when to communicate with the customer and how, and then knowing how to express the value in a way that will, will likely uh, 
you know, meet their expectations, um, it presents a unique marketing opportunity. Yeah, and that's there's got to be a lot of subject matter expertise, not only in your marketing, but on your sales team as well, to go in there and have these conversations. You can't fake knowing about the food and beverage industry when you're talking to people who've spent their career in the food and beverage industry. Oh, right? No, no question. In fact, even, even on the technology side, we take all of our, our marketing folks uh, through a, a, a technical university program uh, that that you know literally was produced by the uh, former two-time chair of the uh, computer science group at UT at the University of Texas Austin. Uh, and it's equally as important that you have to know the domain, you have to know the technology. I mean, it's subtleties. If you don't appreciate the technology, you're going to say things that are are unfortunately incorrect. You're going to talk about machine learning or deep learning in a way that doesn't resonate with the technical audience. So you got to know the industry, you got to know the technology. And, and then the third thing is you got to believe in what you do. And, and I think for a marketer, nothing could be you know more at the forefront uh, than, than really you know subscribing to the value that you deliver to the market. And if, if you don't believe that, then you're probably not in the right place. As somebody who spent more than a decade working with vendors on client content creation, I, I would hear from every now and then you hear, you're right with how, with what you're saying, but this is how we would say it to this audience. And it's That's the right. subtlety <laughs> that you mentioned, right? That maybe it's just a word or something that changes that just tells your prospect, hey, we speak your language. So we are now in uh, Q3 of 2022. We're recording this in early August. 2023 is on the horizon. What are you most excited about? What's your biggest challenge? What, 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 what gets you excited and maybe a little nervous about the upcoming year? Yeah, fantastic question. I think when I when I think about the journey that, that we've been on with artificial intelligence, as I said, it's been around for 62 years. I think we're finally at a, a turning point where we're moving beyond the experimentation phase, the, the proof of concept, the pilot, into to real applications. And so it's exciting to see that you know, organizations are now starting to talk about things like, hey, can we detect anomalies uh, and act on them before they cause us a problem? Can we predict when something's going to happen uh, in our process? Can we prescribe? The, the next best action uh, that should be taken when uh, a situation occurs. Can we, can we protect um, our, our data, our assets, our people from things like, like cyber terrorism? Can, can we ensure worker safety by becoming more proactive and, and understanding behavior? So we're starting to hear these, these, you know, this isn't techno speak. This is, this is hardcore operational process, uh, you know, good business hygiene that's being practiced in each one of those areas, whether it's detect, predict, prescribe, prevent, protect, all of those are enabled in a way that's truly unique uh, with AI. So I am, I am like, like just chomping at the bit to see what organizations do next. I think we're going to see this in, um, in almost every industry. And, and I think it's a game changer. I think the level of productivity that we see from organizations, level of profitability we see from organizations, all of this is on the horizon of being fundamentally different. And that gets me really excited. The challenges are, are a little bit different perhaps today than they were uh, years ago. You know, today, 
you know, we see, you know, geopolitical challenges, you know, instability with, with areas. And so it affects, you know, obviously business behavior, buying decisions. We see, you know, the current economic crisis with, you know, the, the inflation that we've experienced with the recessionary trends that we're experiencing. This too affects, you know, the way our customers are thinking. And then it's just compounded by the fact that they're still trying to dig out from supply chain issues that occurred for a variety of reasons. Um, and, and then, you know, we we still are at the at the mercy of a pandemic. So we have kind of this perfect storm of challenges. And what's really amazing is humanity has clearly figured out how to persevere, how to work through it, but it, it has an effect on, on how we market, on how we spend, on how we expand. And, you know, for at least, I, I think, you know, for Spark Cognition, that the big, you know, the big opportunity has, has been really through uh, acquisition, through market instability, we found opportunity to join forces with others and, and to grow stronger. And I think there are strength in numbers. And so the, the one hand, what concerns me also gives me hope for opportunity and, and business advancement. Yeah, so much unprecedented activity over the last couple of years at this point, where even I think at the height of the pandemic, people would talk about we should do this, we should do that. And there was no playbook to go, well, the last time this happened, we did X, Y, and Z. Like that right. didn't happen, right? And now, okay, maybe we're in a recession already and we've been through recessions before, but we've never been through a recession that kind of comes after the pandemic and then the associated supply chain thing. So anybody who thinks they know how this is going to work out, I don't think really knows. <laughs> no, I, th I think we're truly in uncharted waters. I mean, you know, a recession when we have full employment seems to be extremely counterintuitive. How, how we work our way through this, you know, is, is going to be interesting. Yeah, exactly. All right. The question that we ask just about everybody who joins us here on B2B Nation, what is your favorite tool? The usual rules apply here. You can't say your own product and you can't say your phone unless you're citing a specific app. So I would tell you, uh, you know, at home, that's a simple answer. It's the cordless drill. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's the tool of choice. But when I think about uh, when I think about business, when I think about marketing, I, my background is was from analytics, and and as such, I I just have this huge appreciation for what, you know, what we can glean from data. And so, as, as a marketer, I mean, we have seen over the uh, over the decade the advancement of unbelievable analytical tools that exist, and and th these are tools in almost every facet of marketing, from understanding you know web and SEO to to social media and insights to, to inbound activities, to outbound activities. You mentioned a moment ago, Michael, content. I mean, and, and understanding, you know, consumption, understanding attribution, all of these things, you know, the common theme there for me when I think about my favorite tool is using the data to make better decisions, right? And, and absent that, I think we run the risk of, of being repetitive and worse, repeating the same mistakes resulting in the same outcomes. And so uh, as, a, as, as a, a marketing professional, you know, I think you know, that, that, that ability, that tooling, if you will, has fundamentally reframed how, you know, marketers do their job. Yeah, exactly. 
the visibility is crazy. And maybe if there's a downside to that, it's the paralysis by analysis that I think we all find ourselves in from time to time, where you you look through numbers, you look through numbers and find yourself at a conclusion that you probably saw at the first dashboard you looked at, but because you have more, you look. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, there, there's some truth that just digging deeper isn't necessarily going to get you there faster. So I, I have to agree with that. All right. Stephen Gold, CMO of Spark Cognition. Thanks for joining us on B2B Nation. Michael, pleasure joining you today. Thanks again to Stephen Gold from Spark Cognition for joining us on this episode of the B2B Nation podcast. Thanks also to Amy Dunn, KJ Pace, and Hunter Hiller from the Technology Advice Team. If you found this episode insightful or helpful, share it with a friend or colleague and subscribe to B2B Nation on Google, Apple, Spotify, or SoundCloud. You can also keep up with the latest episode and more resources for B2B marketers by B2B marketers by following B2B Nation from Technology Advice on LinkedIn. Mnemonics in the Guild wrote our theme song. We'll catch you next time on B2B Nation.